Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. Hey, Sarah. Hello, Tully. Welcome. How are you? Good. I'm great. Happy Wednesday. What's been going on? Nothing this week. I've just, I had a wedding. We had a wedding, actually. Mm. I forgot what week it was. I had a wedding. Just very lazy week. Just been busy this week. Showing up as per usual. I don't really have anything interesting to report since last week. No. Can't think of anything. Me either. Um, we do, I actually know I have another wedding this weekend. It's a long weekend this weekend. So I'm excited to just do some, I don't know, might just chill, might go home to the country. I don't know. See, uh, the weather's supposed to be pretty nice. Shit? No, nice. Oh, it's supposed to be great. great. Yep. I love that. I've got a wedding on Sunday, so I was hoping it was going to be warmish. I'm going to be taking it very easy this <laughs> weekend, but then preparing for our first FIFI event. Oh, yes, true. So we have a FIFI event on the 20th. <laughs> Of, of March. March. So if you're interested in that, please send us a DM on FIFI and we can – can't even talk. We can guide you to how to get tickets um, to that event, but that'll be fun. We're also doing a 14-day challenge. Yes, we are. So yeah. anyone who is interested in understanding their money mindset and investing. Crypto 101, Stocks 101, the yep. boys from Investified will help – um, will not help, but they'll be talking through all those sides of our FIFI business and course and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's going to be fun. And we have a therapist talking about money mindset. Not just a therapist. You've all heard Solomon before. And we've all heard Sarah talk about her therapist. But we have had an episode with Solomon. Was Am I a Narcissist? You can go back and listen to that. But he will be talking about money mindset. And speaking of therapists, we had a very special guest today. We had the beautiful Adele. Um, I've... I think she's just such a ray of sunshine. She just like walks in and just like oozes. You know when people walk in, they ooze confidence, energy and good vibes. Do you know what? I was just like, she's stunning, a stunning person. Yeah, and even when she was talking, I was like, actually this is so funny because this morning when I went to the coffee shop, this is not kind of relevant but not, um, Rob, our barrister, barista, barista, he was like, oh, I saw this girl at the gym this morning, looks like Sarah. I'm like, yeah, if a lot of people say that like, Sarah looks like people. I'm like, I think it's because she's just got a night, like a friendly face. Like you've got a friendly face, I think. And I think, I think Adele is the same. She's got like a friendly face. Yes. So we have, say who we have. Adele. Adele Marie. Oh, yeah, Adele Marie. Sorry. I was like, Adele. So, <laughs> people are like, yeah, Adele the singer. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Adele the singer. No, Adele Marie. So she's on TikTok, YouTube. She also has a podcast. I've been following her. Well, I've seen her on TikTok for quite a while. I think, you know, those people that you just like, give you inspo and yep. positivity and just are good fucking people. Yep. That is who she are, is. And it was a really great episode. I think she's very like us. Um, and I think some of her tools are really good for everyone that may be dealing through a breakup, mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. or just want to be a great fucking person. 
What a great note to finish on. Here's Adele, who's just a great fucking person. Yeah, let's bring her in. Adele, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh Thank my God, you for course. coming on. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited too. You're, oh a, you're a very busy woman. Yes, but that's okay. We're all time. busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I've been saying to Sarah, I'm like, I've wanted you on for so long because I've seen you on TikTok. And that's how I found out about Adele, TikTok, and then the Chemist Warehouse Girls, yes. who we all work closely with. They were like, no, no, you guys need to work with Adele. She's amazing. And you are. So um, I just want to start off. Did you start off with TikTok or YouTube? TikTok. Did yeah. you? TikTok okay. kind of started everything for me. Okay. So TikTok, YouTube, you're obviously on Instagram, but I know that you were working full-time was it last year or when you just stopped working full-time? Yeah, I quit my full-time job in August, the last week of August last year. So no I'm still – I feel very fresh into like yeah. the content social media world. Yeah. yeah. See, I wouldn't have said that. I would. I think you're like a natural. Thank so you. what did you do before? What was your professional job? Yeah, so I worked as a business development manager okay. and I was basically selling – electricity and gas. I worked for an energy company oh. and I would sell the energy to builders and developers that were uh, building high-rise residential apartments. So um, it was like a bit of construction, a bit of uh, energy. And I was doing that for about four or five years. Okay. Prior to that, I had still worked in energy, but I was doing a lot of sales jobs. And I think I fell into that because I studied like business and marketing at uni and then I really liked that sales element to it. I love talking. I don't yep. shut up. So <laughs> I was like, this could be a good job for me. And it was for a little while. Yeah. And I just kind of pursued like the corporate world until, yeah, last year. And then I took a bit of a leap of faith. How and when did you start on TikTok? Because TikTok hasn't been around for that long. That's true. No, I think I started on TikTok the year before, so it was September of 2021. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was late to TikTok. Because your community's grown. Like we had a look before. You're like at 216. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It's crazy. That's amazing. It's unreal. So <laughs> not 216, like 216,000. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I presume people met and knew that that's what I, mean. I did mean. There is a few zeros yeah. onto that. But I want to – how did you find – because I look at your TikTok and I find you really inspiring, positive, and I like – that they're the kind of people that I like to follow. What would you say your niche was and how did your community grow? What were you posting? Yeah, so it's a bit of a funny story. It's a bit of a sad but funny story. Okay. My first ever like viral TikTok was uh, me getting broken up with and I was crying on the internet. So oh. some people might remember that video. And that kind of just triggered, I don't know what it was. It was like a very like healing process for me to kind of just share my experience on there. It was like video journaling almost. Yeah. And like every day I would post videos about how I was like coping with this breakup. The breakup itself was, I guess, very shocking to me because it was quite out of the blue. I didn't yeah. expect mm -hmm. it. I just got told one day, like, I don't want to be with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And my whole world was just like shattered. Yeah. Really hurt the soul, really hurt the ego a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I guess I was sharing that and people were probably, I don't know, there was an element of me being vulnerable and showing something that people don't usually show. Yeah. And a lot of my comments at that time were like, I'm going through this as well. And I kind of gathered a community of people that had just been broken up with. So mm -hmm. we were kind of all healing together. Yeah. And that went on for about how many, I did like a healing series. Like I did, it's day two of healing my heart. Oh, type of thing. Oh, I like <laughs> it's still on there now. Yeah. I cringe when I watch the videos because I'm at a different place now. Of course. But I got to about, I think day like 40, day 45. And I was starting to feel over the breakup. Uh -huh. 
And I realized that I just didn't want my content to be this girl that got dumped, this girl Mm -hmm. that had a breakup. And so I stopped the healing series, I think at like day 50. And then I went into like lifestyle. I share a lot of daily vlogs. Mm -hmm. I share a lot of like mini vlogs of if I'm doing something, take my audience with me. A lot of my content is about like mental health, mindset, um, you know, keeping active, things Mm -hmm. like that. And so, yeah, it's just continued to grow. There's obviously another element with like my family too. So my parents and my sister are part of like some of my content as well and they love them too. So, Oh, and my dog, Franklin. Yes, I was going to say, and you're a puppy, your dog. And Franklin, yeah. I love that. How do you get over a broken heart? Oh, God. Uh, Letting yourself feel it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think so because – when you get – and I guess I've been through many breakups in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 29. It wasn't the first time I had my heart broken. But I think what was different this time was that like the way I got broken up with was different, but then the way I tried to heal from it was different. It was more of like an active approach where yeah. I let myself cry. I let myself feel sad. I let myself feel the anger. I really tried to process it in a productive way, you know, journaling about it, seeing my therapist, talking to my friends. I watched so many TED Talks. I listened to so many mm-hmm. podcasts. Um, wrote so many letters and just really sat in that pain and slowly, slowly it started to pass. And I guess there's an element of like reprogramming your mind as well. Yeah. That breakup really triggered a lot of like, well, you know, you're not good enough. Yeah. What did I do wrong? I made I made it a lot about me when it wasn't really about me. Mm-hmm. But that was like my default yeah. thought. And yeah. so just trying to rewire that. I think a lot of females, I've definitely gone through a breakup like that before and Sarah definitely has. So I think it's very relatable to a lot of women. And you, one of our rules this year is like if we're doing content, it's got to give someone value. Value. And I feel like you were giving value and people find trust in a content creator and you build such a great community. So I think you've done really well with that. What advice do you have for someone who may have just been broken up with and they're like, oh, I want to message him? Oh, I want to. Yeah, I want to go back. Too. Like, how do you like? I because I know I've done I that. I know that. some. I know sometimes I still stalk my ex, and I'm yep. like, this is so unhealthy, <laughs> but I'm doing soon. it anyway. Yeah. I don't think it's unhealthy. I think it's like a curiosity thing. Yeah, right? yeah. you're kind of like, what are they up to now? Where like, what's happening in their world? Yeah. But I would probably say to somebody, try to give it time. Try mm-hmm. to just put some space between like you and making that decision or mm-hmm. you in making that call or you in making that message because I think when you have that urge that urge is so normal yeah. like especially like the very first stages of a breakup your brain is trying to compute that this person's not in your life anymore mm. and so you're wanting to check on up on them either on their Instagram or text them or message them which is normal but giving yourself that space and either texting a friend instead or going for a walk or putting on a song or just trying to put some time between it yeah I know from the past when I've either like reached out or messaged or called, it's never gone well. No. Because you have expectations and then you only get disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like that element of like, well, why are you trying to reach out? Ask yourself why you're wanting to reach out. Is it closure? Is it for validation? Try to then give that to yourself. Yeah. Because... I don't know if it's the best thing coming from an external I person. Yeah. I yeah. remember I I remember Sarah gave me, this is ages ago, and I don't even know if you remember the guy, but I remember I was like, no, I just want to message him. I just want to message him. Like, yeah, but what if he doesn't write back? Yeah. How are you going to feel? And I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, I'm going to feel way worse than what I feel now. But I was only doing it for validation. Yep. And I wrote to him and he never wrote back. So yep. I'm like, I felt shitter mm. about myself. Never ends well. 
Um, you were talking about your therapist, but you go to therapy and stuff. And then yeah. I was watching one of your YouTubes last night for research and someone had asked about therapy and you said that you went to therapy in regards to a crisis. Yeah. Is that how you started? So was that the breakup? No. Oh. So I started therapy in 2020. Okay. And I think that was a different breakup with yeah. me just going to therapy <laughs> for all of my breakups. But uh, I was living with that ex. Oh, shit. And that relationship was incredibly toxic and okay. incredibly unhealthy. Yeah. And I've spoken about it a little bit on my YouTube, yep. a little bit on my podcast. But, yeah, that for me – was a completely different type of breakup. And there was also other elements of, I was living in Sydney at the time, so I hadn't oh. seen my family for over a year. Yeah, I was incredibly homesick. Uh, obviously we were in lockdown as well. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of playing a part and I wasn't going to the gym. So physical activity is a huge part of my life. And that is probably something I do for my mental health as well. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like a culmination of all these things. And I was struggling really badly with like panic attacks Mm -hmm. and it was impacting, you know, my ability to like eat, sleep and function. And some of my friends at the time actually said, Adele, we think you need some help and someone can, you know, help you Mm -hmm. through this. You don't have to like fight this on your own type of thing. And that's how I kind of ended up in therapy. And since then I've still continued to go. It'll be nearly three years. Oh, wow. Come like June this year. And I think when I've been like in like crisis or when things have been like really terrible, I'd probably see her more like mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah. When things are all happy and healthy and I'm feeling good, I still try to see her like every like four to six weeks just to check in and have a There's chat. There's always and something to talk about. I think so. Yeah. yeah always. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful that I can obviously access that. Yeah. But that's also another big thing that I think has kind of helped my content too because it's made me so self-aware. It's given me like tools to then go on and be able to navigate like more hardships like yep, yep. and other crises that may come up. So, yeah. It, amongst your community, has your vulnerability around therapy and being so open ab- about it allowed other people to go to therapy and they're like, you've changed my life by being so open about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. It makes me want to cry when I, I think know. about it because I don't know. I feel like the conversation around mental health is a lot better now mm-hmm. compared to, say, you know, 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 100%. And I even had, I guess, like stigma going to get that help myself against myself, like which is so silly because I needed it. Mm. And so, yeah, when people tell me, you know, because of you, I've booked my first appointment and I always say it's not because of me, like it's actually you taking that action. I might have held the space for you to see that you could get something out of it. Don't don't give me credit. Give yourself the credit because yeah. you've gone and taken that choice. And yeah, that's a hard. It's a hard thing to like put your hand up and say you need help. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah, hundred percent. I want to go back if anyone's listening and they might see a friend. You know, I know we've got some friends that are not dealing with a breakup, but mentally are struggling at the moment, yeah. and we're in a position where we're like, okay, how do we? talk to them to be like I think you need to see someone because it's hard how did you take it when your friends did you take it as oh they love me and they care about me or did you want to like push them away no I took it as they love me and they care for me and I think it was in their approach like they were so kind they were so like gentle with me uh, at the time, obviously, I was like living with this with mm-hmm. this guy, and they were like, you know, if you want to come stay at our house, you can. Like, if we can like get you out of there, like we'll do that for you too. And so it wasn't like, oh, you need help. Like, there's all this stuff wrong with you. It was like we've gone through similar things, and 
both of them had seen therapists in the past mm-hmm. as well. So they kind of shared their experience and said, you know, you might actually be able to get more help quicker and in a, in a better way than just, you know, coping in the other unhealthy ways that I was trying yeah. to cope. And I think that's the other thing as well that I love about therapy. Sorry to sidetrack the question, but no, okay. it taught me like healthy coping mechanisms yeah. versus the terrible ones that I had probably been using my in like my whole entire 20s up until I started learning about how to cope in a better way. Yeah. So very fascinating. What else have you learned from therapy? Uh, I know for me personally, like I've I've learned about unhealthy relationship attachments. Like yeah. for me, I seem to be codependent and things like this. I and the biggest thing for me from therapy is my self-worth now. Like mm. I feel like I didn't really have much before therapy and now I see the value of me as a person. So that's just completely changed my life and relationships. I now know I won't settle. I love that mm. so much. Settle for like any type of relationship, which I used to attach myself to, but now I'm like, oh, no, if this doesn't serve me, we are talking about dating mm. off air before. I was like, oh, no, like after one date, if I don't see it going anywhere, that's it. Low yeah. vibes. Yeah. Low vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that so much. For me, it would have to be probably like the self-compassion yeah. element because I had a very strong like inner critic and I always talk about this and I don't know if people can relate, like if you have that like little voice in your head that tells you like you're not good enough, like you're shit, like try harder. And that led me to have like this very strong like perfectionism trait and then it was it was so interesting because in therapy I learned that like that perfectionism like sat behind like my career. It sat behind staying in relationships because I wanted it to work out mm. versus like being okay to walk away, maybe holding on to friendships because I was scared to like fail at losing a friendship. So that perfectionism kind of drove a lot of like bad behaviors um, at the same time. And the way that like we tackle that is with self-compassion and like talking to myself kindly and interrupting that critic. And the next time I think, oh, you know, you're not good enough, I tell myself, no, you actually are. Mm. And just kind of like relearning how I talk to myself, which mm. has been a huge thing because I wasn't even aware that I did that. Yeah. We talk about that a lot <laughs> on the podcast. It's like re- reprogramming yeah. your thoughts because yeah. I feel like we all have those. I definitely do. You've spoken about it. Those those negative mine's called Barbara I named her when I was I younger yeah <laughs> so I went to a psychologist when I was younger in my teens and she's like you need to name this person and whenever Barbara comes up you tell her to fuck off yeah. <laughs> and I'm like yeah. I use that my entire life and it's so important to acknowledge those thoughts mm. and turn them around yeah. reprogram how is your dating life Adele <laughs> oh, at the moment <laughs> it's it's happening but yeah. which is good because I feel like I've wanted to date and I want a partner. I know that that's what I want and I know I need to put myself out there. Last year I definitely wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. I was kind of just going along with emotions and if I had been asked on a date, which I had only been asked on like a handful, I went on like four dates last year, which is not really a lot for someone that says, oh, I want a partner, I want a boyfriend. So this year I was like, I'm going to do it. I was on Hinge for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I went on a couple of Hinge dates. I did end up just pausing my profile because I had a bit happening in February. Yeah. But yeah, I've been I've been going on more dates in the last like couple of months than I have gone on That's probably good. all of last year. So yeah. I'm definitely open to it. We in love a, that. Yeah, in a better place. Yeah. With yeah. Dating. Uh, and yeah, I think I my approach to dating is like similar to you now, where it's like if I don't get a good vibe, I'm not gonna waste my time. Mm-hmm. If I if I can tell quickly that this person is not right, I'll, you know, 
cut it off and yeah. just keep putting myself out there. But yeah, the putting myself out there thing has probably been a focus and I think it will still be a focus yeah. this year. Yeah, 100%. I, I don't know if we were recording when you said this. We might not have been because we always gas bag before. Yeah. <laughs> but you were saying that you are about to turn 30. I am. When do you turn 30? Uh, on March 26th. Okay, oh, well, happy birthday for March 26th. I'm sure I will speak to you on Instagram or something. But you were saying that you're freaking out about turning I'm 30. Out. And we've both been there. Sarah and I are 34. And I had a breakdown when yeah. I turned 30, not going to lie. Didn't I? Yes. Yes, I had a big breakdown because I had all these expectations in my head that I was going to be married, have kids, all these societal Pressures. Pressures for, from everyone thinking. And I had a complete meltdown. Yeah. So – We've been there, Sarah, maybe not so much, but I definitely have. What are some thoughts that are coming up that you're freaking out about? Because maybe we can help. <laughs> yeah, I think I yeah. think you might be able to help. Yeah. So the first one, same as yeah. what you've just said, I think I have grief for the life that I thought I was going to have. Yes, okay. I don't think my life is bad. I'm so grateful. I think I have a brilliant life right now mm-hmm. and there are so many things that I've worked really hard for and that I've achieved that I'm proud of. But similar to what you just mm-hmm. said, I thought I would be married by this point. I thought – Maybe I would have kids by this point. And what really is like killing me is I remember going to my dad's 30th. My parents had us quite young. Yeah, okay. I was seven years old at my dad's 30th. Wow. And I was there and I used to call him an old man. Oh, (laughs) he's not. He's not. And I'm not saying 30 is old. I don't think No, but when you were younger, you thought 30 was old. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's coming up. And then the other thing that's coming up is the whole like fertility thing, Mm -hmm. which is it kind of annoys me that I have to even think about it because, like, I'm very single. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I want to have kids. Yeah. But just the thought of, like, maybe I will have to freeze my eggs if if I do end up wanting them mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe I do need to make a decision. Am I going to regret not having them one day because okay. of yeah. that biological clock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely put in a few things for that, can you? Because <laughs> well, I had the same thoughts. I've I've had the same thoughts. Like, I thought I was going to be married at 24 and have kids yeah. at 24. But I feel like even so now, turning 35 this year, Mm. I've had even more people this year talk to me about eggs and freezing. I've seen friends do it. So I've got this pressure of like in my head of should I be doing it? Like a few years ago, like I was like, no, but now I'm like far out, maybe I should. Mm. And I just, I haven't held my life's happiness on having kids. Yes. the life I want to have with kids is like be married, have their father around, like yes. that's that. So I, I'm it's something I'm still navigating at the moment. So I'm probably not the best for that. Yeah, but life gets better in your thirties. I tell you, I that. was just yeah, gonna say that okay. too. I had exactly the same. Not about your dad being thirty because my dad is a little bit older and he wasn't thirty. <laughs> but the two other things, hundred percent. So like when I turned thirty, same thing. Exactly what I said. I thought I was gonna be married, have kids. I don't know what it is, this pressure when you see three zero, you think you're supposed to have your life together. Mm. I can tell you now, your 30s, exactly what Sarah said, they are so much fun. Like I've had in the last four years, I don't know what it is, you care less about what people think, you give zero fucks, You, I don't know what it is, you have more fun and you care less about all this shit. Like in my 20s and in my teens, I suffered from anorexia and depression and I was so concerned about my fucking body weight. I'd be like, I can't have an ice cream because I'm going to get fat. I can't do this. If I don't exercise, I'm going to be fat. When I turned 30, all those ex- all those thoughts completely disappeared. You don't give zero fucks. The baby thing, 
I was the same. I went to Nat, Nat Gringudis, who is our acupuncturist. And when I turned 30, I'm like, I need to freeze my eggs. I'm like, I'm freaking out. I don't have a boyfriend. I haven't had a long-term relationship for so long. I need to freeze my eggs. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, you're so young. Mm. You're 30. What the fuck? So don't freak out about that. She said to me, if you're in this same position at 37 and you don't have a partner, I mean, everyone's different. Everyone's body's different. I'm not saying she just said this to me. She was like, if you come to me and you're in the same situation at 37, you didn't have no, there was no partner, nothing. You had no intention of, you know, there was no one long-term. Then we'll think about freezing her. She's like, you are fucking 30. What the fuck? Yeah. Enjoy your life. Don't stress about this. And I just want to give you that because I had exactly the same thoughts. And when Nat Thank said you. that to me, I felt so much better because it's it's such a common Mm. everyone talks about it and I'm not saying like don't if you feel like you need to look into it I know you can do like an egg count and they can tell you um like how many you know eggs you have have. and then you know if you were super super low then think about it but like you're still so young yeah and that's the thing I don't I don't want to think about it but I guess I'm annoyed at myself that I have to think Mm. about it yeah Oh, I know, but it's, it's like honestly, it's like everyone had them. Do you, them too. Do you think about it because you see it on social media? People yeah. freeze. Yes. Yeah, okay. and because I get asked, I get asked oh, yeah. so often. Are you going to have kids? Do you want kids? When are you having kids? And for, like, like you, yeah. I think when I if I think about kids, I would like to have it in like a family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up with my mum and my dad and my sister. We had a very typical upbringing here in Australia, and I would kind of want that if yeah. I was yeah. going to bring. A, a child, child into the world. That's like a forever decision. Mm-hmm. Could I do it by myself? Probably. Do I want to do it by myself? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's just that. I know. It's really, pressure. It is. And it's especially with social media. I think there's so many great elements of social media, you know, telling women to be prepared or ready and stuff. But then there's that other side of it where it's like, I don't want to hear this noise because now it makes me stress about something. And I'm very much a person, we talk about this a lot, it's like where you put all your negative energy, low vibes, we call them low vibes, low vibes, things are going to happen to you. So I'm like, if I constantly thinking about freezing my eyes, I'm not going to get pregnant. It's going to probably fucking happen. Yeah. So it's like, put all your high vibes in that and just like, let go. Yeah. It's so hard though. Do you get, I don't want to say triggered's probably a strong reaction, but by your community, if they ask questions like Mm. that, do you think it's appropriate for people to ask you questions like that? No. Okay. No, I don't, I don't think we should be asking yeah. anyone mm. when they're having kids, even yeah. if they're in a relationship, even if they're married, even if they're of age to have a child. Yeah. Mm. There are so many reasons that someone may decide not to have children, mm-hmm. especially in like this day and age. Some people might even be trying to have children yeah. and then you're asking them when they're going to have kids. Like obviously in my circumstance, it's different. I've always kind of put out the message that I'm unsure and mm-hmm. that's how it's pretty much been because I've never had that maternal urge or, or thought to myself, oh, I really want to be a mum. So, yeah, I, w- I always just try to say don't ask this question and whenever I've been asked it, I say let's normalise not asking this question. Yeah. And I don't know, I think that's where that line with social media blurs and I think – I'm very lucky that I get to share my life and majority of my community are so respectful and understand boundaries. But, of course, there are always going to be people that want to, like, push them and ask what they can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so I just try to reaffirm that and hold that boundary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, especially on TikTok, people on TikTok are fucking brutal. It's savage. Oh, my God. TikTok compared to Instagram blows my mind. Yes. I'm like, it is the most savage social media platform. Do you know what I think it is? The fact that people can just make a fake account so easily. Is that what it is? I think so. Because 
on Instagram, if you go to like block an account, it blocks every account oh, from that too, same from the user. Yeah, 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 true. And I feel like you have to jump through a few more hoops to set up an Instagram I never profile. Of but on TikTok, people just go rogue and the things Awful. that they comment, I'm like, oh my God, who hurt you? I know. And also, I found. <laughs> you I don't, don't take it personally? No. Great. Good. We That's good. Yeah. I think the more. At the start on TikTok, I was like, oh, my God, this hurts for like an hour. And then I just laugh. I'm like, you guys are so sad that you have to sit behind a screen. And yeah. do you know what I found? Depends what video it is. But I found a lot of the main comments are from men. Oh, like, and I'm like, this blows my mind. But you don't know if they are men. It's like, well, it could display, be a fake account. Well, true, a true. It, yeah, true. It could be. Well, all their displays are like men. So, yeah, who knows? But. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't generalize. Going back, to turning, <laughs> going back to turning 30, I was going to say to you, you wouldn't have thought in your wildest dreams that you would. this would be your career at 30 yeah. and how amazing your life actually is. Like okay. how good. I know. I know. And that's the other thing. I think I'm just going through the process of kind of relearning or just like retraining my brain to think that like aging is not like a liability. It's like mm-hmm. an accomplishment and we're so. I should be so grateful to have another day or another year on this mm. earth because that's the other thing. Like we don't know how long life will be. Yeah. I hope to live a long life. Yeah. That's like the goal. But, yeah, just try not to take it for granted and try to embrace it and accept it. Yeah. And I know I'll probably turn 30 and I'll feel the fucking same yeah. and then it will you be will. okay and then I'll be like, oh, my God, I was stressing for nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely can see how people would have that, like, midlife crisis or, like, go through that because it's just a hard thing to navigate all those feelings. I don't know what it is. It's a transition from the twos to the threes. Yes, it's like the end of, like, that. It's like a new chapter. Yeah. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing because I feel Mm. the same. But I remember Sarah used to say once, um, I think I can say this, you had someone in your high school years have cancer and one of my close family friends what do you say so one of my um close family friends she passed away when she was 12 i'm sorry and so i was like you know what Haley never experienced like her first boyfriend Haley never got to experience this so whenever i like for example i freaked out when i found a gray hair (laughs) on my head like and so i was like I had my my minute and then I was like, Sarah, how effing lucky are you that you actually get to experience a grey hair? Mm, Correct. And you said experience ageing. Ageing. Exactly what you were saying before. And I was going to say the societal pressures around ageing and women, I don't know why we do it to ourselves. I know Mm. why because there's a trillion dollar anti-ageing industry who constantly tells us can't have wrinkles, can't have grey hair, can't age because as a woman ages, you lose your value. Yeah, that's so That's the message that's pushed. And you know what? That industry has me wrapped around its little finger. Of course it does. I'll be buying all those skincare serums. Yeah, we go get the Botox. We do all the things. It's like, of course. And do you know what? That's probably why we freak out about being 30. Mm -hmm. It's because we hold all our value in being 20s, being youthful, being being young young and beautiful. That's where all our value. So we're losing a bit of our value as a person when we age. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, that is is horrible. But then going once you, like I said before, once you hit the 30s, there's this, feeling of actually don't like we care of course we do care because we fuel that industry yeah of course but then there's an element where we're like we don't care don't you think like you care less what other you do it because you do it for yourself yes that's why I would say Mm. I do things now for myself I don't care what other people think of me I'm like I'm doing it because it makes me feel good I feel confident I feel good I'm not doing it to make her happy do you know what I mean like I feel like that's what also changes if this 
this means anything to both of you. I was watching TikTok this morning. Of mm. course I was. Uh, and the host of the Today Show in America, she's mid-50s, and she was sitting down and she said, if I knew how good my life was at the 50s, in my 50s, she goes, I wouldn't have been freaking out my 30s and 40s yeah, because true. the 50s are, she's like, it's my best time so yeah. far. I'm like, and how good yeah. that that message is coming across and the older women are saying, it's Absolutely. just getting better with age. Yeah. Don't freak out. So true reassuring that's for sure <laughs> I, I also just to jump in there I did a po- not a poll like a Q&A box on um, the your safe space Instagram yeah. and I asked like my community what the best thing was about getting older and I have like a range of ages in my community but a lot of them said the same thing they're like it just gets better yeah you know you care less you realize it's not that serious in like, yes. the grand scheme of things you don't sweat the small stuff you don't care what people think so I know that I just and processing, yeah. <laughs> processing the feel it out. emotions. Yeah. I think once you actually turn 30, you'll be fine. It's yeah. the lead up, 100%. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is the lead up. <laughs> You're obviously a content, full-time content creator now. Yeah. What's your favourite part of content creation? Is it doing your vlogs? Is it the podcast? Is it the YouTube? What is that? Oh, it's like asking me to pick a favourite child. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, what gives you more joy? Like what do you enjoy doing the most? The podcast. Do you? Yeah. Mm. Why is that? Which is funny because it's like the most work, I would is, say. It's yeah. a lot of work. But I don't know. I feel so close to my community through it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the relationship goes both ways. We have a really good Facebook group for it. The Instagram's quite interactive. Yeah. Whereas I feel like on like something like TikTok or Instagram, it can just seem a little bit like disjointed yep. almost. Yep. Um, but then I also love my YouTube family because yeah. they sit there and watch like an hour long vlog of mine who like, I always think, why do they want to watch this? But they love my long vlogs and yeah. I'm like, thanks for watching. Like, and they come along for the journey and have kind of been there from the start. And it's nice because, yeah. you know, I feel part of something. Yeah. yeah. And oh. I think it's lovely that people have said, oh, like, you know, your content has helped me and I've done this and this, but I'm like, you guys don't realize how much you've helped me Yeah, because <laughs> like it goes both ways. I asked a question on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago. I was like, why do you follow me or why do you follow content creators? Like, so the people that you follow on Instagram or TikTok, what kind of niche do you follow and why do you, do you have like a niche that you like to follow? Uh, I think I prefer just to go off like the overall vibes. Okay. Like I like to try to read their energy and follow accounts that make me feel good. Okay. I definitely follow a lot of psychology accounts. I love following all the therapists on yeah. um, Instagram, <laughs> even on TikTok. There's a couple that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. And yeah, I just try to follow creators or people that don't make me feel like shit, yeah. basically. And yeah. I even say that to my audience. I say, unfollow the people that make you feel bad. Yeah. If they're making you feel terrible about yourself, like you don't have to have that in your you know, feed because it's like, wait, I scroll on TikTok all day. I scroll on Instagram all day. I don't want to be fed messaging that may be harmful, things like diet culture or, Mm. you know, things that just aren't healthy or productive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I tend to lean towards like the therapists and like other like active creators. Yeah. We often do pals on Instagram. Yeah, 100%. I think especially, I don't know, you said you were fresh in this industry, like, but sometimes I feel like, I don't know if you feel this, but you end up following people because you meet them at events or like, you've worked with them before or something and it's really hard sometimes like I don't know about you but sometimes if I meet someone I'm like oh and they follow me I'm like oh, I feel like I have to follow back yeah do you feel that pressure I feel that yeah because you're like you don't want to be an <laughs> asshole but you're like oof I don't think you're gonna give me value and I think I'm gonna feel shit but I'll just follow you anyway yeah. don't be a people pleaser no I know yeah. but I just I it's, it's true it's yeah. true but I'm like I was I think I'm doing it out of respect back to them I don't know sit with whatever comes up yeah. and then sit like don't do you know what I learned this in therapy last night don't react straight away. 
Like true. your initial response is to do be that nice. because yes. that's that's your people pleasing tendency. Mm-hmm. Sit back and be like, oh no, and then come back like hour, whatever, however long it takes you to. But I don't respond. want them to think I'm an asshole. Oh, well, see, that's people pleasing. You're doing other people pleasing. I know, but then I'm like, but are you an asshole if you don't follow someone back? No, I don't think it's that serious. Yeah. I don't, like yeah. I think it's not that serious. They'll probably just unfollow me because that because you know how people are so funny on Instagram. They'll probably unfollow me because I didn't follow them back. Whereas <laughs> I wouldn't do that. if someone doesn't follow me back. I'm like, oh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, but people in this industry think like that. I think they do. You, you say you follow a lot of psychologists yeah. and that online. Has has there been any quote? or any video that's hit you lately and you're like, oh, my God, I really resonate with that? Uh, my favourite account on Instagram to follow is the holistic psychologist. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Obsessed, follow. obsessed with yeah. her. So all of her stuff is incredible. Mm. On TikTok, it's Dr. Jeff. I don't know if you guys have seen oh, his no, videos. No, He just makes, like, really great dating content and, like, attachment style content. Oh, so really? check him out, Dr. Okay. Jeff. Okay. I can't remember what his last name is. We'll have to put it in the notes. <laughs> can, I feel like- can we talk about its attachment styles with dating and as people? Because I think that people might not know what their attachment style might be. True. Yeah. Well, that's when you have to read the book. How, how <laughs> do you find out what your attachment style is? I think, oh, are there tests that you can do? Definitely like, the book tells you. The book will tell yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's tests. What, I mean, if we went around the circle, what's your attachment style? At the moment? Probably a bit avoidant. Okay. Yours was avoidant, wasn't it? Yep. Mine was anxious. Yeah. So I feel like you probably know, but you can do tests, I'm sure. And for me, avoidant was, it was protecting myself. So I had these walls around me and wouldn't let anyone in. And I tended to attract other avoidance. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like two avoidance don't Don't work because you never let anyone in. Mm -hmm. So I know for me, I need to find someone who's stable. <laughs> like that's secure. my thing, yeah. stable and secure. Yeah. Like knows their worth and has, probably has a lot of patience and yeah. time for me to let down my walls. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think secure is probably the best type yeah. all of us need but to. I, I don't think there would be many females that might be secure. No, I mean in a male. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll also say like it's definitely possible to change your attachment and one thing that my psych said to me was that like even my relationship with her is an example of like a secure attachment so yes Mm. I might be avoidant in dating but I still can have secure attachments with like my best friend or like you guys with each other like there is like each other relationships not just romantic like platonic ones or even like the relationship with your therapist can be an example of that yeah but yeah I think a lot of people might be dating and not know their attachment style mm. and then might be putting some bad juju into the dating pool. Oh I've, I've had a few women message me recently and they're like, oh, I keep getting attracted to the same style. And in my head I'm like, yeah, like me too, but I know why. And then another thing that keeps coming up, I attract boys from my past. Yeah. And I this- tried to suck down with her the other week on the podcast. I'm like, I'm not a therapist, but I think this is why. And I, another girl <laughs> said to the same thing. She goes, oh, my God, the same thing's happening to me. Exes keep coming up in my life and I don't know why. But do you, th- do you know why? No. <laughs> Interesting. No. I'm just like I'm rolling with it. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, but no, maybe that one person that will come into your life might be in the right time of their, like, their right time, right time. Like we were saying to Adele before about dating, it's a win or a learn. It is a win or a learn and, yeah, it definitely is. Don't go on dates where you can't escape. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) And 
That's it. I always used to say, remember in lockdown, like everyone was dating lockdown, I feel like, you know, going for walks The and walking stuff. date. And I was like, the walking date is the best because yeah. you can like walk one lap around the town. Like, I don't know where everyone lives, but one lap around the town. And if it's okay, you can go for another, another lap. lap. <laughs> if it's shit, you like know that it's probably like 30 minutes and yeah. you can have your coffee and escape. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you need to do dates like that for the first date, I feel like. And that's probably good advice for girls. It's yeah. like, all right. Like we, we were discussing before. We were discussing before. I gave an example of a bus. Adele gave another <laughs> example e- of a kayak. Yeah. A kayak, and it's just like, all right, we don't go on dates where you can't escape. You can't escape the yeah. situation because then, for me, like anxiety and resentment comes up because I'm like, oh, I don't even want to be yeah. here. Yeah. This is so frustrating, and then it creates a story about that person in my head, which is really unfair. So yeah. we were discussing. We like the ideal date is like. First date, quick coffee or whatever, yeah. and it's just like a little time zone. Then you're like, you suss out if you want to see the person yeah. again. What are your icks on dating apps? Gym selfies. Oh, yeah, gym selfies. What are yours? Uh, no effort in the profile. Yeah, okay. fair. Like, give me some effort. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Or when they have – or when it's got like, what are you looking for? And they're like, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Or like, like short term. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not shaming anyone for wanting what they want. But like if you're going to be putting on there, I'm not sure. Like I'm just immediately like dismissing your yeah, profile. Like 100%. I need to know that you know what you want. Yeah. Know what you want. That's what I've been doing lately too. I yeah. like people that put a bit of effort in their proto- profile. profile. Seems a bit more secure attachment yes. style. Yeah, true. They true. know what they want Yes, and that's it. Yeah. I think that's the one key is like have someone – that knows what they want 100 mm. what's your what was your ick i can't actually remember i used to hate when guys gym selfies i don't like yeah and then i hate when you're looking at a profile and they're all group photos yes. and they're all wearing sunglasses Sun- and you can't tell who's who i'm like yes. well, which one yeah. are you show I'm me like, your face yeah that yeah. was another ick i'm like it's so confusing i don't know who you are um i know some it. girls were if they had like a fish or something oh, yeah. like that doesn't bother me in america me. no it we've got some friends me. like if they're holding like a pistol, pistol rifle thing, thing which is fair yeah um you know that was just one of mine i was like well, i don't know who you are so how can i swipe yes onto you mm. like um and then you've got like those cheesy like even people would write those cheesy like you know when someone matches with you and then they would have a line and i'm like oh my god just cheesy pick up line but that's <laughs> the, do you know what for any girl that's single that's listening that's probably a good bit of advice too is put a bit of effort yeah. in your profile write down what you're actually looking for what be more pre- secure be more specific in yeah. what you, about yourself because then a guy reading that is more likely to swipe on you for everything the qualities he likes about you so you you're more already matched in in a sense mm, mm. i found like i i think it's kind of cute and i also and like half it's cute but I kind of get the ick like when guys always use like their nephews or their nieces or someone oh. else's kid I'm like I'm like it's cute yeah. but it also used to give me the ick because I'm like guys like I mean if it's their children like but I know I've seen single guys on there that are using kids as like bait and I'm like I know you don't have kids yeah like, and that's also someone else's child yeah it's like it used to give me the ick a little bit that kind of gives me the ick as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just smiling. Oh, no, 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 no. I just if it's their children, I think it's fine. Um, because it's nice to know you can see off the bat that oh, he's a dad. Like, yeah. but when it's single, I'm like, oh, that's so annoying. I want to ask about your podcast. We were talking about it before. You yeah. do it all by yourself. Yeah, I do. How how do you think of the topics? the topics and sit there for say 45 minutes? Yep. 
and talk to a microphone by yourself? Well, like I said, I love talking. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I can keep a conversation going for a long time, but the topics kind of come from either what I'm going through or what I've been through. So I've got an episode on like a breakup guide. Yeah. Uh, I've got an episode on, oh my God, why can I not suddenly think of all the episodes in my Age brain right raging, now? Just yeah. yeah. I did one on like how to um, be like your own best friend, get comfy in your own company. You did love language one. Yeah. Yep. And so I guess my vision with the podcast is to kind of make it like a toolkit mm-hmm. for people to come in and dip in and out of whenever they want. I have, definitely have people that listen every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the topics are either something I'm going through or sometimes they come from the community. So people ask me, can you do this or can you do that? Or I might say something in an episode and then the next week they're like, oh, can we unpack that a oh, little yeah. bit more type of vibe? But yeah, I do two episodes a week. One of them is a little bit shorter. It's about like 20 minutes. The mm-hmm. other one is a longer one. Mm. And then we have like a question type episode where people can just submit their you know, little guidance or kind of mentor big sister questions. And then I give them my hot take on it. Yeah. And yeah, I love doing it. I love that people trust me to submit stuff. I get a lot of submissions weekly, which is great because it obviously helps me keep the podcast going. Mm. And yeah, it's been a wild journey. So that'll turn one in August. Oh, well done. Congratulations. Do you write down all your points or do you just go freehand off your head? I have a bit of a run sheet. Yeah. I have just like dot points so I don't forget. Because, I mean, even judging, like, me in this podcast right now, like, I feel like I've gone on off on so many tangents. Oh, no, like, I does. do that all yeah. the time. So I try to keep myself in a good flow and make sure that the episode is, you know, like a story. Yeah. With, like, a start, middle and an end. Because yeah. it's almost like you take the listener on a journey. You want them to, like, feel like, oh, this was, like, a good, yeah. good quality listen. Yeah. It can be hard recording podcasts because sometimes you want to do it and then – you just have these random yeah. questions that pop up in your head and you're like, oh, fuck, it's completely gone. You kind of have to flow with the conversation. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like with our podcasts, we created in 2020, May 2020, mm-hmm. and we helped like so many people during lockdown because they yeah. were like, because we're so isolated, we felt like we were part of the conversation, like we're yep. just with our girlfriends. And I'm like, I feel like that's how we want it to flow. It's like a conversation. So yeah. it can kind of go places Chop sometimes. Chop and change. Yeah. Chop and change. Um, like, every conversation does. So what's next for you? Do you plan on bringing products out? Do you plan on going back full time? Like what's your next six to 12 months? Yeah. So next six to 12 months, still keep working on like all my current platforms, mm-hmm. keep going the, keep growing the podcast, keep growing my YouTube. I am releasing my own journal. Oh my God. So, amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. <laughs> I love Exciting. that. That will hopefully, oh, I'm not going to say when it will come out because fuck it's, oh, it's, it's taking delays. a long yeah. time. Don't jinx it. No. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're still just finalizing the design mm. yeah. for the last like week or so. And then that'll go into production, which mm-hmm. has been a work in progress for a little while, kind yeah. of like my little baby. And I think will be a nice tie between like the podcast and my other content and a way for like my community to kind of have that link. I'm also going to Europe in August, oh, so finally going on a bit of a holiday, and then I'm finishing renovating my property, yes. which has been happening as well. So I have a few different things going on, yeah. um, but I'm definitely looking forward to a holiday because I haven't been overseas since like pre-COVID, oh. and I kind of had a very full-on, I guess, six months in the lead up to quitting my job. So mm-hmm. when I had resigned, I had just onboarded like four or five staff. I had done all their training. I had kind of been like pushed into this promotion that I didn't want I tried to decline it and it was it was a lot of work when I had resigned and so I went straight into like the content stuff 
you guys would know how busy like the end of year is. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing a lot of travel and it was just a lot. I did take like a week off over Christmas and New Year's, but I haven't really had a proper downtime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How exciting. So with your house, do you plan on moving in or renting it out? No, um, my address got leaked. (gasps) Mm. So you're going to sell it? No, I'm going to rent it out. Oh, my yeah. God. Good and on then, you. I couldn't live. And then I might move somewhere else. I don't know what I'm going to do because at the moment I'm still living at home. Uh-huh. And I sometimes get shit about that as well because I'm like 30, oh my God, I'd stay at 30 home and living at home. But I'm like, if you guys lived with my mum and dad, you would probably stay home too because they're legends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm like, I always say to people, I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I could stay home longer. Like, <laughs> so much better. Yeah. But I know that like. I've lived out of home before. I lived in Sydney for like four years. Yeah. And so I know, it's temporary. I know that one t- one day it'll come where I'm like I need my own space yeah. and I'm ready to take that um, next kind of like leap into that chapter. But, yeah, the address of the property got leaked and I already have anxiety uh-huh. um, a bit like I spoke about before with like boundaries and some people in the community like pushing because they want to know stuff. I guess people will find out things if they want to find out things, but when like they start commenting the address on like my TikTok or no on my Instagram, way. yeah, that caused me into like a severe panic. A panic to the point that my dad got cameras installed at our current house wow. so that I don't freak out. Oh yeah. my god! Wait, 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 wait. So <laughs> yeah. I just want to um, like, how did it happen? That mm. is terrifying. Yeah. So I think. It's partly my fault. I think it's partly the real estate agent's fault. So on the day of the – I bought the property at auction. On the day of the auction, I had said that I had bought the property, so that was already my first mistake. In previous vlogs, I had also said that I was looking in oh, certain shit. suburbs. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then on the day, I had put, like, the sold sticker on the board and the real estate agent took, like, photos and videos and airdropped them to me. <gasps> and I said, please don't post these. And he's like, why? I said, oh, I work in social media. I know people are going to want to know how much I paid and where it is. I'm going to share this renovation because I had always bought it with the intention of renovating it. Uh-huh. And so he's like, I'm not going to post it. I'm like, all right, cool. So he airdrops them to me. And then within like four or five days, people started commenting the address on TikTok. And they were mean comments. They were like, she bought a dump on blah, blah, blah street in this suburb as if she paid this much for this what dump. What the actual fuck? Mind you, I was 28 years old. I entered the property market by myself. I worked hard over the last like four years to save for that deposit. Yeah. And I was like coming for the jugular telling me that I bought a dump. It was a dump, but we're renovating her. <laughs> and I was like, how do people know this? So I'm quickly deleting comments, blocking this address. And then maybe about a week or so later, a girl sent me, the real estate agent's <gasps> Instagram post, he had posted it, didn't tag me, and he had commented, congratulations to Adele, she bought blah, 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 street address. Oh, that no. should be illegal. This amount, I called him straight away. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I told you not to. And I think I take ownership because I probably shared too much. That was mm. a lesson for me. That was in Feb of 2022. I had about like 70,000 followers on TikTok then and about like 50K on Instagram. So it wasn't anywhere what it is now. And I guess that was a lesson for me to probably not share as much so much next time. I guess that was me being naive and new. And so, yeah, I just don't feel safe to live there because I know that majority of the people that follow me are lovely, but I would be living there by myself and Mm -hmm. it's like a ground floor street access no it's not like it's an apartment people need to come up a lift or something yeah 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 so yeah we're not going to live in it but we're renovating and it's been good content people love the reno content Uh so great that's been great just going back to the real estate thing I actually think that should be illegal it doesn't matter if you're on social media or anything Mm -hmm. the fact that they can release how much a name and a photo 
Well, I looked at the rest of his profile and he does that for like all the auctions. I don't wow. like yeah. that. I actually don't like that. I don't think it do- it doesn't matter if you're on social media or anything. I just don't think you should do that. Yeah. You mentioned your anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> when you feel anxious, yeah. what are some tools you use? Oh, I usually try to slow my breathing down. Yeah. That's like the first thing. I try to take like some really long, like four seconds in, like five seconds out breaths. And then it depends like if I'm like borderline anxiety or panic attack, like I'll try to put like cold water onto my face or like an ice block on like my wrist or like the back of my neck to like get me out of it. Haven't had one of those in a long time, thank goodness. But um, I usually will tend to either like do some journaling, go for a walk, just try to ground myself Mm -hmm. in a way. And it depends on like what's triggering it. So, you know, in certain instances, it's like me thinking the worst of a situation. But when I write it down, it's like, well, it's not that bad. And even in worst case scenario, we can still figure it out and it will be okay. Mm -hmm. So just getting myself to see that don't run along with like those worst case thoughts. Yeah. will be okay yeah Yeah. all is okay yeah all is okay you have a very engaged audience and I know you do daily vlogs all the time but verbally what does a day in the life of Adele look like oh it's it depends on what day it is Mm -hmm. because I am a very routine based person yep I like to on Monday I do the Monday things on Tuesday I do the Tuesday things. Oh my god, I'm yeah. talking in a mirror. It's just a mirror. <laughs> but is it? Does it always morning? Is it always a workout? Is it you wake up, it, you journal straight away? It's it's uh, it's a coffee always. It's my mm-hmm. vanilla latte coffee, the Yum. sachet one that people are like. That's not a real coffee. I'm like whatever. Okay, <laughs> it, it tastes good. good. Yeah. It's enough for me. They're like it only has. 3% of coffee or 6% of coffee. And oh, I'm like, you know fine. what? That's fine. Yeah. Any more would probably give me anxiety. Yeah, so we're good. We're good. Uh, and then I'll either walk Franklin or go to the gym. I'll have my breakfast when I get back. That's when I'll do like my journaling. Mm-hmm. And with my journaling, some days I just write like the things I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Other days, if I'm like freaking out, I'll write down the things I'm freaking out about. Or I write like my get to do list so mm-hmm. I can just feel a bit more calm going into the day. Uh, sometimes I don't feel like doing it, so I don't do it. Like mm. sometimes it changes and that's okay as well. And then if it's like a Monday, typically that's like my day for like planning. I try to plan out everything upcoming for like YouTube, the podcast, reply to all my emails. If I have any brand deals that I need to film, I try to do them at the start of the week as well. And then what else do I do on a Monday? Oh, I do an Ask Me Anything every Monday on my Instagram. So that's something that I is like just like that. part yeah. of the schedule. Mon- yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and then Tuesday, for example, that's like my recording day. So mm-hmm. I know that like I get up, I pretty much go straight in the studio. I'm there all day. Then I usually come home, download the files, get into editing, uploading. Or oh, do you jazz. edit and stuff yourself? I have been, but I've just recently gotten some help oh, because okay. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. to put out two episodes and two YouTube videos a week. And yeah edit and do all that stuff yep. yourself as well as like making three TikToks a day and, yeah, fuck. you know, yeah. trying to stay creative. Screen time too, it's a lot. 100%. Yeah. And we were speaking about like creativity before mm-hmm. we were on air, but I feel like if I'm too stressed or I have too much stuff to do, like my brain then can't be creative. Like mm-hmm. I need to give myself the space to be creative as well. So trying to have some downtime in there where I can think of like fun ideas or mm-hmm. ways to make my content a little bit more engaging or try to reach different you know, platforms or different, I guess, types of communities. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And just a quick question because I love this. Uh, you're Greek, aren't you? Half Greek, half Italian. Oh, yeah. I love Mixed that. Bag. I yeah. love that. <laughs> What's your favourite Greek or Italian dish? Oh, so my Greek, like my favourite Greek dish is my Yaya's pasticcio. Mm. She makes such a good one. And I told her at Christmas, I was like, the next time you make it, call me. I'll come to your house. Oh, we'll cute. film it. Yeah. So that we can share it because – 
my okay sorry to talk about this as well my papa passed away last year oh, I'm sorry. and that was my first grandparent that I yeah. lost and that kind of rattled me mm-hmm. as well and I guess that kind of freaks me out about turning 32 but anyway I was like I need to start getting down all the stuff and like spending more time with yeah. my grandparents and I was like we'll record the recipe oh cute and then on my mum's side probably any type of like pasta and like the homemade pasta sauce because nice. it's like just so good yeah and saying that we my um, grandparents, my nan's 95, my uh, pa's 89. We just wow. did a podcast with them and it, it was, was the cutest it thing. Was, I think I saw it. Yeah. I was listening to a couple of episodes yeah. as well. Yeah. I need to go back and Oh, that, that episode was so cute. But I was saying I didn't really know any of my grandparents, so you guys are really lucky. Um, but I was saying to Sarah, I'm like, you're so lucky to be able to sit down yeah. with her and have that on iTunes forever yeah. because it was so beautiful. Like it was so emotional. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. It was so nice. Quick question because it's funny. I said to Tally this morning about grief. I was like, I think we need to do an episode about mm, grief. Yeah. How how did you navigate it? Oh, it's hard, isn't mm, it? Like oh, I haven't experienced it in a long time, and I it's something that keeps coming up with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm I don't petrified. think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to handle this very yeah. well. Yeah, I have a very difficult relationship with grief. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's brother passed away in 2017. He was uh-huh. quite young. He had motor neuron disease. Oh, shit. Sorry. He was very healthy, yeah. very fit, never drank. He was a cyclist, healthiest man, um, was taken way too soon. And yeah. we actually uh, lived next door to him, typical oh, Greeks. Oh, yeah. Typical yeah, Greeks yeah, yeah, living yeah. next door to each other. And I saw him, like, decline over, like, that 12-month period and obviously we saw him lose his life. And instead of dealing with my grief at that time, I literally moved to Sydney I took a job offer in Sydney and ran away. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> then I hadn't really lost anyone since then until my papu. And again, I'm just like, I don't know how I don't know how to deal with I it. I think mm. it's like a bit of time, a bit of like letting the pain come up and come out, and then realizing again, life is really short. Don't mm-hmm. wait to do the things that you want to do. Don't wait to like make the changes you want to make. Like the time is now. Yeah. You never really know how long we have. And Try to, yeah, never take a day for granted. But it's hard. Grief is like a very difficult emotion to navigate. Mm. And, yeah, you should do a podcast episode Yeah, I it. Unpack it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I'm the same. I'm terrified. Like I haven't really lost anyone. Like I've lost like aunties and stuff, but no one's been like super, super close to me and I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. Like mm, terrified. Yeah. And so what I would say if anyone's listening and also feeling terrified, what I try to do is like just stay in the current day. I try not to think yeah, about – 20 years from now or 10 years from now, I just, I'm here on this day. It's what's today, March 8th. I'm here on March 8th. Like I'm just yeah. present in this moment. Yeah, well, that's a good tool. I even get it with like Franklin. Yeah. I always think he's not going to live forever. Uh-huh. And that anxiety, gut, like that, like literally like hits me in the guts and I'm like, oh, oh. it makes me want to vomit when I think about yeah. it. But I'm like, you know what? We've got each other now. We're just Embrace enjoying it. today. We don't know what's going to mm. happen. We just enjoy it. When that time comes, I will hopefully cope with it with some better tools, tools. from my toolkit yeah yeah, yeah. 100%. oh thank you for that um, if anyone okay. wants to find you on socials where can they find you you can find me at Adele Marie everywhere it's always the same perfect yeah and your podcast is called your safe, safe space, space. Oh, yeah link all that below watch me follow you don't have to follow me back I'll, <laughs> I'll be following you back don't worry <laughs> you don't have to pay more please mate <laughs> thank you so much for coming on I freaking love that episode thank, thank you for having me bye
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 